Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello, and welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about a few things that you need to consider before hiring staff. Now, I found that there is really two types of people. There's the people that, or the two types of business owners, I should say. Of course, they're people, but I'm going to say salon business owners here. Uh, So two different types of salon business owners. There's the ones that are gung-ho on not needing help. I don't want to grow big. I don't want staff. They're too much trouble. And, you know, these types of people might eventually get staff, but, you know, it takes them a long time to get there and they're a little bit more cautious. Then there's the other type of salon owner that they can't wait to get staff and they maybe rush out and do it a little bit too quickly. So today's episode is a little bit more for those people, but I have also seen in my experience that first type of salon owner that I've just described, you know, once they've got one staff member, they get a little bit too excited and... (laughs) they maybe rush into the next one or the or the third one even and perhaps their business wasn't quite ready. So I just want to run over three major things that I always ask myself before I add a person to my team. So I'm not talking about replacing someone that's left or whatever. I'm talking about growth. So when you are growing your team and you're adding someone extra. So it could be going just from you to one staff member or you could have yourself and existing staff members and adding an extra person above and beyond what you've already got. So the first question I always ask my coaching clients and of myself is, are you booked out? So what I like to look at is a minimum of 75 to 80% of your clients are retained consistently. So if you use a good cloud-based appointment keeping system, I like Timely, I use Timely. Uh, No, I don't get a discount from Timely. If anyone's from Timely is listening, I'm I'm happy to accept that um, to promote you because I promote you anyway to everyone that'll listen. Um, But you should be able to run your retention report in Timely. And, you know, you can set the date range. You can look at perhaps the last three months or six months or 12 months or, you know, just maybe the last few weeks and look at what percentage of your clients that you saw in that time that have future bookings with you in your salon. So I like to keep mine above 70 at all times. If we go below 70, I'm right up in my team's grill, like asking them why they're not rebooking their clients. And I'm, you know, I'm doing training with them around communication and I'm looking to elevate the client experience. I'm sending surveys to clients, you know, asking about their in-salon experience, et cetera, et cetera, because I don't want to be stressed all the time trying to find new clients and fill gaps in my calendar. And I know that you don't want to do that as well. So, always focus on at least a 70%, but my my salon is usually sitting around 75 or a little bit higher. If I go above 80, I know that I need a new person because that means that I've only got really 20% of bookable hours available for new clients. 
And when you get to the point of turning away new clients, you're losing money. That's money you could have made. It's, you know, you're turning away potential leads and sales. So when you're doing that, a lot of lash artists or, you know, beauty salon owners I see, I know I've talked about this before. I think I made a reel about it ages ago and cops a little bit of flack, but um, <laughs> it's the, the people that close their books, you know, when they get booked out. And I'm just like, why, why just put your prices up, you know, or like hire someone. You could be making so much more money. Why would you close your books? I don't know. But looking at that figure is going to help you decide whether you should actually bring a new person onto your team to start, you know, servicing those extra clients. If your retention rate or, you know, you're looking ahead and at least 70 to 80% of your time is not booked, you know, you're looking at 50% of your time's booked over the upcoming month or, you know, 60% say, I don't think you should hire somebody else. You know, I'd be looking to get that figure up before you bring someone new onto the team because you don't want them to be standing around doing nothing. As a business owner, there's nothing worse than paying people that just stand around. And I mean, look, there's always going to be times where people are standing around But there are things that you can do as a salon owner, you know, procedures and, you know, things that you can put in place. So there's always work to be done in gaps. Obviously, we don't want to have gaps though, but having staff in your presence in the salon that could be earning money servicing clients and they're not doing that, it hurts. It hurts. So I don't want that for you. So please don't hire if you're Stats are not where I just mentioned. So if you look ahead in your booking system and 70, 75 to 80% of your bookable hours are already gone, they're already booked with people that are recurring clients, yes, good time to hire. If it's any less, don't do it. Focus on up-leveling your client experience and getting that retention rate a bit higher and then add someone to your team. So always Almost wait till you're at capacity so that the new person can take those overflow of clients from yourself or your other team members, you know, almost at capacity. Don't wait till you get to, you know, 90, 95% booked out over the coming month because then you you wander into the land of desperation. And (laughs) let me tell you, good hiring decisions never, ever, ever come from a place of desperation. So... (laughs) If you can help it, hire slightly before you get to that point of desperation. There's a fine line. There's only a small window of opportunity. Try not to miss it, but always be looking at your reports in your booking system. If you have a booking system that doesn't give you advanced reporting capabilities, maybe look at upgrading to one that does. I think the three big ones would be Timely, Acuity, And there's another one that I can't think of. Is it Forest or Shortcuts or something? Or that that might be two other good ones. I don't know. Uh, I've come across a lot of salons using Square. Square's okay if you're just using a Square terminal and you want it all synced together and maybe you're a solo operator and you don't do high volume of transactions and a high volume of appointments. But you know, you just don't have those advanced um, reporting features. You don't have marketing abilities. Yeah, there's a couple of other like lower ticket booking systems as well that don't have those features. So 
If you are serious about salon growth, and that's probably why you're here, why you're listening to me, I would look at investing into something that's a little bit more higher end. And like I said, I use Timely, so I can't complain. It's it's fantastic. So yeah. Point number two, can you work more hours? For example, if you work 25 hours a week, you're fully booked. Yes, your 80%, 90% of your clientele are returning. So your stats are up there, but you're only working 25 hours consistently. You know, maybe you should think about maximizing the resources that you already have. So if you are capable of working full-time in your business, it might only be for a short while as well. But my next point is, can you afford it? I'll get there in a sec, but this goes into what I'm saying right now. So if you can work more hours, if you're capable of it and you've got the bookings there, you've got the clients waiting, perhaps it's a better idea to actually maximise what resources you have, i.e. yourself working more hours just to build up that clientele and then bring somebody on because they won't be earning money. They won't be earning the big dollars for you from day one. So if you have more clients, you've got more consistent returning returning clientele, you bring someone on and then, you know, those extra 15 hours that you were working on top of your usual 25, you can just move across to your new team member. So they do have a little bit of a consistent clientele from the beginning if they're trained up or when they're ready to go. So you know, I have a lot of business owners complain to me, you know, that it's such a big investment, you know, not just money, but time. And this will help that situation. If you sort of do a little bit extra, you do the hard slog first, and then you hire someone and then transfer those clients over to them. It's going to make that transition a little bit easier rather than, you know, you work 25 hours, you're at capacity, you hire someone new, and then you've got to build their clientele from scratch. So can make that transition a little bit easier. If you already have an existing team that don't work full-time, can you have conversations with any of them about increasing their hours before you go and hire somebody else? So again, we're maximising the resources that we already have. I remember way back, it's a little bit different, but I remember way back at the beginning of my business journey, I was keen as to go into a bigger shop. You know, I'd was in this tiny little 30 metre square shop, two private rooms, and I had myself and one team member that were booked. I think I only worked for, uh, at the time, I think I was working full time, but my team member was working full time. And I was talking to a client who was also in business, different business, but um, she was in business. And I said, oh, what do you reckon? Should I go into a bigger shop now? And she's like, no, utilise your space first. You girls are only working, you know, you're working Tuesday through to Saturday, your staff members working Monday through to Friday, you know, you could potentially have somebody, another team member in come in on a, on a Monday and a Saturday because there's only one person working those days. They could use the other room and you could even add in because you're both not working the same hours during the week as well. So they could potentially do morning shifts before you get here or your team member gets here or vice versa, do an evening shift when you finish up a little bit earlier. So, you know, It's all about utilising the resources that you already have before you make that bigger investment. So if you have a team that aren't full-time, do you have a particular team member that perhaps is casual or part-time that 
potentially wants to go to full-time. Increase their hours first before you go and hire somebody else because it is easier to manage less people. You know, you've got less dynamics going on. You know, if you're growing your business, you you don't need as big a salon to have them all in. You don't need as many rooms set up or beds set up or chairs or whatever you've got. Utilise your resources that you've got first. So it is cheaper to have less staff, easier to manage. You know, I like to see all my staff currently in my business a full-time. I'll start people off as casual and then I'll change them over to full-time once they've built their clientele and they've proven themselves. But I don't really think it's a good idea to have a heap of casual staff that are just one works 15 hours, the other works 25, the other works six. You know, I would rather build up people's clientele so they're full-time and then hire somebody else, build that up till they're full-time hire somebody else, build them up to their full time rather than making different hires to fill little gaps in your team. So yeah, maximise the resources you already have first. So if you can work more hours, work them. Or if your staff are able to work more hours, I would definitely utilise them before I hired somebody else. So my third point I already mentioned, can you afford it? Can you afford to hire somebody else? So like I said earlier, not many employees can earn big dollars for you from day one. A lot of people that join your team may be unskilled and you have to teach them from scratch. They might be a trainee. So look, they're not going to be super expensive to employ, but still they're going to cost you money in the beginning. I don't like to put it that way, actually. I like to say it's an investment, you know, not so much a cost because it is, because the money does come back to you in the end. But even if they are skilled, they're experienced, it's going to take a little while for them to build their clientele. So you're going to be propping them up, so to speak, to begin with. And, you know, your first hire is always the hardest. This is what I say. It's always the hardest one when you go from you to one other person because you may not have an overflow of clients. That's why I suggested working more hours before you bring somebody else on so there is that overflow or they haven't got the word out there, people aren't aware, you've got extra availability, perhaps your marketing's not, you know, up to scratch and people don't know you've got a new team member and perhaps you don't know how to get them up and running as fast as possible, which, look, most people don't. And this is a big question that I get from a lot of my coaching clients. It's why a lot of people approach me for coaching or they join my coaching programs because they have no idea how to hire Or when they do, what do I do with them? How do I get them booked out? I know how to get myself booked out, but I can't, you know, I I can't get somebody else booked out. How do I do it, Lauren? So it is a big investment, not just of your money. So in terms of paying their wages while they're not fully booked, but it's also an investment in your time because you're putting effort into marketing them. You're putting effort into training them, showing them around, you know, getting them going doing interviews, like it is a big investment of your time. And if you work alone, most of your time spent in your business is going to be working on clients, earning the money for your business yourself. So to take away from that or to do it on top of already doing services on clients, it's a big ask. So you really need to be sure that you can afford it. I remember when I first um, hired my first ever employee, I used to work alone doing lashes mainly and Oh, I did do a bit of waxing. I did some shellac nails and stuff as well, a few makeups here and there, but mainly lashes. And I think I was bringing about 4000 bucks a week, around about between three seven 
and 4000 bucks a week on my own because I set my prices right and I worked very hard and I had very good client retention. You know, probably 98 to 100% of my clients always had future bookings with me. And yeah, I worked my ass off. So that's the possibility. And that was back in 2014. So, you know, for all of you that say you can't do it, it can be done. And, you know, prices are higher now. Well, I hope they are anyway. But I was charging myself out at around 100 an hour. So, you know, math's pretty easy. Like if I was working 40 hours a week, I would expect to earn 4000 plus more if I was selling retail, which I quite often did. But, you know, I was making four grand. My rent in my salon was only 350 bucks a week. You know, overheads weren't very, like my electricity and stuff wasn't very expensive. I could comfortably pay somebody else a full-time wage and pay myself and still pay everything and still have like profit sitting there. So I knew that even if that first staff member wasn't fully booked or wasn't booked at all, I could still afford to pay her. So you never want to put yourself in a position where, you know, you are relying on that person to bring in bookings or to do services so that you can pay them. You never, ever want to be in that position. You want to be comfortably earning enough money to cover their wage, even if they weren't bringing in anything. So if you are not at that point, please don't go out and, and hire somebody. And another point is you need to pay them while they're training with you. So they're going to be bringing zero dollars and costing you in your time and, you know, in wages when you're training. There's no training wage. There's no, oh, I'll get them to come in and do training for free. There's none of that. If you're in Australia, I'm not sure about, um, you know, employment laws in other countries, but in Australia... If it's mandatory work time, you are required by law to pay them their full hourly rate for that time spent at work. You can't get out of it. You have to pay them. And then when they are actually operating, you might be offering services with them to your clients at a cheaper price to try and get bookings in in the beginning and and build their clientele. So, you know, they might not be earning as much as, as yourself can or other team members can that are charged out at full price. So lots of things to consider. Those are the three main ones. And I'm not trying to scare anyone off. I think, you know, if you're listening and you're here and you want to grow, that's awesome. Like go you. But I don't want people to go out and get themselves in a situation, you know, where they can't afford to pay their team or, you know, they can't afford to pay super or something like that. I want you to be smart about it and realize, you know, the actual point where you do need to hire, where you do need help and what you need to think about first. But I do go into a lot, lot more detail on hiring and also motivating and keeping your team happy because, I mean, it's one thing to hire someone, uh, hire a team, multiple team members. That's a whole process, getting them up and running. But then if you want to keep them happy and performing at their highest level, that's a whole other kettle of fish. So, I have two whole modules inside of Salon Goals that go over hiring a team, when to hire, how to do it, the legalities around it, how you get them started, how you get them booked up, and then obviously going through and doing more work around team management and being a good leader and keeping your team happy and offering bonuses and incentives and team goals and things like that. So, I teach all that to my Salon Goals students over two massive weeks inside the course. 
the doors are open at the moment. And if you're listening in the future when the doors are closed, because I only open enrolments a couple of times a year. If you're listening to this episode, you can also add yourself to the wait list if you like. It's just in my Instagram bio and on my website. So doors are open at the moment. And yeah, if you need more info, just head to my website. It's www.laurenlappin.com.au or you can always reach out to me on Instagram. Just send me a DM. My handle is at laurenlappin underscore. But that is all I've got for you today and I'll see you online soon.